All right, let's try this. This is the voiceover for movie trailer. Take one. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. You're listening to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, C.J. Simonson and Kate Brockman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trailer Trashed, the podcast where trailers get the fair and balanced critique they deserve after a day of drinking. My name is CJ Simonson. I'm the music editor of Merry Go Round Magazine, and I'm joined, as always, by... I am Kate Brogdon. I'm the TV editor of Merry Go Round Magazine, and this is a podcast of the Merry Go Round Magazine podcast network. Oh, uh, yeah. There's an, yeah, the other... You were so close! You were so close! The issue is when I, when I tossed that tag in the first time we did this, like, oh, so many months ago, I was like, we'll have more podcasts. It'll be a full we network. We have two! We have two. <laughs> A network is a network. A network is three, I think. But What's going to be our third? Well, I think Kevin Cookman should do one, but if he's listening to this podcast right now, but, you know. You never know. We're a network. We can be a network. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's network-ish. We, we're doing it. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Get started. Yeah. Send us a pitch. S- send us a pitch. If you're out there and you are vaguely familiar with our, with our janky operation, send yeah, us a pitch. Yeah, man. We're, I mean, we're looking. We're not not looking. That's true. We're not not looking. But I'm... you, but you gotta, you gotta be consistent. This is the problem with the podcast: is you gotta be consistent. Like us, we have been doing this podcast now. Is this thirty three? I think so. Thirty three. Thirty three weeks we've been doing this, and we have been late releasing, but we have not missed a week. Well, late. except for I mean, the like, on, I, our, on our own thing that we made up. Like, but they are always out on Thursday. or Yeah, Friday. they're always out on Thursday or Friday, yeah. and then like we took one predetermined break. Yes, we were off right after Fourth. But like, gotta be consistent. Gotta we have, be consistent. I, we were talking about this earlier. I'm amazed at how good we've been at being consistent. Yeah, and this will probably be one of the last ones we hear with the recorder because I have more stuff coming in. So. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I had like a. Thing. Is it real? This has been being talked about for a while, but I didn't know if it was real. Yeah, two of the things I had to order for this thing actually like got the company was like, oh, we don't have them in stock. So, like, I put the order in, and then, like, I, I was like, oh, this should be, like, Amazon next day shipping or whatever. And then, like, it just took a couple days, and I was like, what happened? And then it was, I got, like, refunded because it didn't, they, oh. they didn't have them Jeez. or whatever. And so I was like, well, this is now throwing a large uh, wrench in my my plan. But um, Soon we're going to be a big official podcast operation. Yes, and then I can move all these things, all these boxes of wires and, and shit that exist in my apartment. It'll yeah. be great. It'll, it'll be, be a win. Great. It'll be a win for my poor girlfriend. It'll be a win for <laughs> me. Everything will be great. It'll sound good. It's gonna be awesome. Or it'll sound at least different. Yeah. <laughs> good might be a stretch. But... I don't know. I always when I'm going back and listening to my podcast that I like, the early episode jank is kind of charming. I think so. I think so. So hopefully you enjoy the jank of this pod. Yeah, it's good jank. I think we have a good balance of quality and jank. I think so. The well, audio quality is good enough. I think the audio quality. Is- as I drop a water bottle, pretty good. <laughs> the Zoom mics are good. Yeah, man. This is yeah, this sounds good to me. Yeah, we're we're making we're making it happen, Captain. We're making it happen. Um, we're both drinking Sierra Nevadas. This is from a Sierra Nevada pack I brought. It's good. This is very yummy. Yeah, um, this a... is Hellas in the Tropics. Yeah, probably that. from Chico, California, and Miles River, North Carolina. What is your story? Brewing a great Hellas is no easy task, but when it's right, oh. Is it right? Mm. That's what you've got here. What might be a perfect Hellas, a crisp symphony of new school juicy hop flavors and a soft and easy mouthfeel and all around absolutely crushable beer. There you go. I will say it sounds like I wrote this ad copy. <laughs> I mean, it, that's a good beer. It is a good beer. Yeah. I, where's the North Carolina thing come from? Does this say North Carolina too? On I don't the think... bottom. Mills River, North Carolina. Maybe where the Mills water River. Comes they mu- from. No, that must be. They, they must have a second location in Mills River. I always mm-hmm. thought. I always associated Sierra Nevada with being in Chico, but uh, here we are. They are a very large brewery. Um, I'm just drinking pretty standard tropical torpedo. We've drank this on the pod a bunch. Yummy summer vibes. Summer vibes. It's good. Sierra Nevada's. Uh, fat. Yeah, they're they're. A, yeah. yeah. They. It's nice to have a beer in the summertime. Yeah, they're a, uh, a fast and true brewery. I yeah. think, uh, an American classic in so many ways. It's one of those that kind of like sneakily tries to be craft beer, but isn't. No, Sierra Nevada is craft beer. Is it? Yeah, Aren't they so. owned by like Budweiser? Oh, you know, I take it back. Sierra Nevada is like partially owned by. It's not Budweiser, a but Coors. they got bought out. They're like, like 
a major they are a majority of the stake is owned by it's not cores but it's like another it is one a, of the big ones it is it is a big or it's like or it's an overseas brewery or, or you know distributor or something mm-hmm. but that's like a new thing i think that's only within like yeah. the last two or three years but, but i mean as far as like as far as beers goes sierra nevada is one of the ones that you kind of can't go wrong with because they just have so much variety yeah like you will find a beer of theirs that you like yeah, I mean that's like, like interesting and cool, and isn't just like capital B beer. Well, I would say Sierra Nevada is still more than lots of other beers that maybe got bought out or or like are of that size. I mostly speak of like I guess like New Belgium or stuff like that. I think like really try to keep roots in true independent beer. Like mm-hmm. so, they were doing a an interesting series where it was like multiple. They used different types of hop strains but it was like specific collaborations they had one that was like all the idaho seven hops and then they had one that was like all the anyway it's interesting like at least they i think that they push the envelope more than maybe other breweries of their own size yeah but uh but yeah the fact that i mean again like sierra nevada impressive you can get that pale ale pretty much every goddamn bar in oh yeah uh, in the world like it's pretty good uh we got to pay the pied piper here Mm -hmm. i'm doing whiskey you're doing i'm doing malibu It's an easy 21%, so it's like doing a... It's easy. I, I did ask, is Malibu cheating? And you said no. I think I think it's fine. If people want to, like... I would never order that at a bar, but, like... No, wanna... never. But, like, as far as, like, if it's this or blueberry vodka... Well, you could have done this. This is this would be of a similar... Oh, this is a much lighter thing, but this is also liqueur, which I believe Malibu is, too. What right? is it? This is a... Uh, oh, is it pear? Yeah, it's Baron Zen pear liqueur. Oh. Yeah, maybe I'll get sneaky and make a cocktail for the next episode. But, That'd be uh, nice. Yeah, this was. Maybe a, I'll try that next time because that does sound kind of interesting. Shout out! I don't know if it. You can take a shot of it, I guess. It's not really for that, I don't think. But you can make a cocktail so. or whatever. Oh yeah. It's uh, this was a, a mystery liquor at the liquor store. Oh, from just like how you got the blueberry vodka. Yeah, most which of, we have had for this entire podcast and is still like half full. Most of the mystery liquors stick around forever because they're things I genuinely would never drink or buy. But uh, meanwhile, like I've got like vodka that I actually did buy and want to drink in the freezer or like the whiskey or whatever, you know. It's just, uh, but you gotta you gotta get this blueberry vodka out of here. It's fine. It'll exist for however long it exists. It's that. That's not a bad shot. The blueberry vodka is like a better shot than regular. I, I think it'd be better than the Malibu, but what do no, I No! The blueberry vodka is fucking gross. I think Malibu's gross, but... Really? Yeah, yeah, No, it's like I got that. I, I got that leftover from like, we went on a camping trip, and then it was just like, at the end, it was like, whose was this? And oh, I love Malibu. I can I do like, Malibu all day. Yeah, well, I was like, oh, well, we do a drinking podcast, so I'll for sure take the bottle of rum, but like, yeah. I'm not... No, Malibu's awesome. We were doing, yeah, um, yeah. at my yeah. at my cat birthday that I threw, we were doing, like, Malibu and um, pomegranate juice and, like, a creamy kind of pineapple moment all together. And it was I think delicious. For, I think for a cocktail, I don't mind Malibu. Oh, yeah. Just the actual taste of it just by itself, I think, is, like, pretty gross. It's, like, delicious sunscreen. And I... Yes, it's very sunscreen. Yeah, and I don't like Malibu for like a rum and coke either. I would just oh well, Malibu is not a rum and coke. It's not. If you're making your rum and coke with Malibu, that's but I not know a people rum that coke. do that. That's not a rum and coke. I think it's bad. No, that's bad. Like, that's way too like, much sugar. I think it tastes like garbage. Yeah, no, Malibu and Coke is like a freaking sugar bomb overload. Like that sounds gross to me, and I like Malibu. Malibu, you got to do like your fruity kind of tropical tiki type cocktails. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like a lot of sweet drinks, really, in general. So mm-hmm. if I can, like, work in, like, a like some kind of club soda or something that'll cut down on all the sweetness. Yeah, you, like, you that's can't really I do a Malibu in club soda. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, you wouldn't really do that with a rum anyway, I don't think. No, but not really. Whiskey or, or vodka or, or whatever, gin. maybe. Yeah, I, do like a, I do like a G&T, but it's summertime, baby. Summertime, Jack. All right, let's do these shots. Let's do it. Here we go. Oh. Mm. How you doing, champ? The shots are hitting so much harder today than they have on any other episode. Ah, now you know how I feel. I know. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> my body is like, I, why? Why would we do this? Why? Oh my god, did you like become old in the last two weeks? I maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I part of my instinct would be like, well, maybe you're just kind of hungover. But like, I didn't really drink last night, so <laughs> I don't know. It's a uh, it's Mercury retrograde, man. Everything's yeah. weird. Yeah, I went to Green Cheek last night, but I only had like a beer, and then I went home and went to bed, and then now I'm here. Anyway, boring. Um, let's jump into uh, some trailers, should we? Yeah, that's the end of Old Man Corner. Yeah, Old Man Corner. Yikes. Uh, no, let's jump into Charlie's Angels. 
Maybe don't make I think women can do anything. Just because they can doesn't mean they should. <laughs> but I have so many talents. It's like I'm I'm just a decoy stud. That's just the way you make me feel. Who steals? Humanitarian money. Outstanding angels. You have a new client? Who is she? I can't sleep at night. I'm the lead programmer on a product that can revolutionize the power industry. But there is a possibility it can be weaponized. Elena, we need to go. No! No, I'm James. Oh. Who are you? I'm Bosley. Welcome to the Townsend Agency. We exist because traditional law enforcement can't keep up. I don't like that, boy. You guys are like lady spies. Dane's former my 6 Oh, God. What did you do to Sven? I compressed his carotid and deoxygenated his brainstem. Well, that sounds painful. Don't worry, he's gonna wake up. Unless he doesn't. Sabina runs the ground game. See, I know stuff. Let's get the weapon before it becomes every bad guy's favorite new toy. Take her to the closet, gear her up. We're gonna need some wigs, toys. Feisty. Clothes. Ah! So in the first closet. There's another closet. Oh my God. Wow. Kate was very horned up for this trailer when we watched it. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, what is up, girl? Holy shit. Girl. Damn, girl. The most that I've ever seen her, like, channel that part of her personality on Me screen. Me too. And, like, Kristen Stewart has been kind of like a low-key babe for a while. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Totally. But now she's, like, a mainstream babe. Yeah, I don't and know. And it's like, holy shit, she is so fucking hot in this. It is on a lot of levels, and we can break these levels down, like, not a Kristen Stewart role. It is, like, flashy, fun, blockbuster, kind of, you know, rebooty thing. And for a while, Kristen Stewart, after Twilight, had been mostly relegated to, like, like, personal Mid shopper. Right, mid-level like... indie releases yeah. for the most part. Like, that was her vibe. Or, and, like, the, as mainstream as it would ever get was, like, Adventureland. Or, you know what I mean? Like Zombieland. No, but, no, no. Ad Adventureland Ad Ad with Jesse Eisenberg. Was she not at Zombieland? No, that's Emma Stone. You're right, you're right. Um, but both with Jesse Eisenberg. Different wispy indie girl. Yes. Uh, but she would, like, hit that kind of thing, or it was, like, the faux indie thing. But otherwise, like, what was the last big mainstream thing she was in? I can't... I don't know. I struggled to remember. Me too. But, like... She did the Robert Pattinson thing, honestly. Like, I think yeah. that, like, both of those actors were smart because they were like, fuck it, like, we'll get paid, we'll get our fucking money, totally. and then we'll just go be actors for a while. And so this is interesting. I mean, like, not to say this isn't, like... A competently made movie. I think Elizabeth Banks makes big, flashy. I wrote down flashy, flirty, fun. Yeah, like that, that's the type of movie that she makes. Totally, and she's very good at it. I have not seen the Pitch Perfect movies, but I'm told that they are that. They're flashy, and, flirty, fun. Yeah, right. And so I feel like on that level, it's kind of weird for her to take on this role. But it's also weird from a casting perspective would be the other level. Like, who is going through going, all right, we're going to reboot Charlie's Angels. The old one had Lucy Liu, Drew Barrymore, and Cameron Diaz. And we need to replace those with, like, younger, like, you know, what's the next wave? And who, no one is going Kristen Stewart. That's the next girl, for sure. Have you seen Twilight? Like, that's but just I, not happening. But I think that's kind of why they did it. But it, it works. I'm not saying it doesn't yeah. work. I just think from a vision standpoint, it would be very hard for me to look at any of her previous roles and go, yeah, she's a girl who could crush this. She's never done an action movie. She traditionally isn't the, the like, bombshell hottie. Like, th those aren't roles that she fits. Like, I can think of a dozen other actresses I would cast in that kind of role who have done that thing and would really succeed and flourish in this. I'm going to be honest. I missed, like, 90% of the content of this trailer because I was so distracted by how hot Kristen Stewart is in this trailer. Well, she opens with, like, a blonde wig, like, she and like, like evening gown dress And she, thing. like, chokes a guy with a curtain and is doing, like, backflips and shit. And I'm just like... Oh, and then she takes off the wig and she has this amazing haircut. Yes. And I'm just like, 
Oh shit! It's like I got hit with a like a gay laser. Yes, she's <laughs> quite something in this trailer. Oh my god! It's her. And what the... a champion! I am so like again. I'm like gushing over how hot she is, but I also just feel so sincerely proud of her. Like she's my friend. Like oh my some god. no, like like that feeling. Because I mean, I'm trying not to talk about Twilight in every single episode that we record. But, like... I appreciate that a lot. She... I'm not doing a very good job, but I am trying. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, coming from, like, the Twilight thing and the Robert Pattinson thing and how, like, you bitch, you cheated on him. And, like, she really got a lot of heat. Sure. And that whole thing. And she had this big, like, coming out moment. And now she's, like, this huge, hot, like, lesbian moment. And I am... I am so here for it. And I... Love her, and I think she's gorgeous, and I'm, like, proud of her and happy for her. I just have nothing but incredibly positive feelings for Kristen Stewart in this trailer. Yeah. I'm so happy for her. Yes. I will talk about big uh, coming out uh, flashy lesbian moments in the next trailer. Yes. Actually, weird, <laughs> weirdly enough. But, um, yeah, it's her, and then who's the other main, uh, is it Ella? I literally don't even care. Ella Belinska. Something like that. They're relatively unknown. Yeah, I, or yeah, yeah, for sure less known. I think she's the other established angel, mm-hmm. and then it's Naomi Scott. Is like she comes in and she's like the mm. the new. She, the world is exciting. Like she, you know, being a spy and all this stuff. I, I would say that this trailer doesn't necessarily do a super good job of establishing exactly the way that the Charlie's Angels dynamics work. Yeah, it assumes that you just kind of know. Yeah, and they, and so yeah, so so Elizabeth Banks is in the the uh, the. Fuck, uh, she's not Bowers. She, no, it's, uh, fuck. What's, Isn't it Bowers? No, 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 no. Bow uh, something. She said Banksley, it. Bang, Banksley. Banks. Mm. Elizabeth Banksley. Elizabeth Banksley. It's <laughs> Bosley. She's Bosley. The, she's the Bosley role. Um, she's the Bosley role. I don't know who Charlie is. Obviously, you never know who Nobody Charlie's. knows who Charlie right. is. Right. But the voice is very familiar when it finally cuts into the Hello Angels. Um, hi, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. And then it seems like they know who Patrick Stewart is, and so he is in this trailer, too, which is, I'm always down for more Patrick Stewart oh, yeah. content, because he's just a delightful old man whose wife is much younger and loves to get him in on fun Instagram content, so I'm yeah. very excited for all that. Um... There's a lot to love about this. This is really fun. There is the the all the songs being used are a lot of fun. Like I feel like oh yeah, music, great needle drop in this. Good needle drop, and then you know the big thing musically surrounding it is that Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del, Lana Del Rey are like doing like their I own think Charlie's that Angels thing. Also made me scream, which is another just like kind of like quasi lesbian powerhouse. That feels messy. Just knowing all three of those artists, I just right. Those are those do not go together. No, yeah, I I think Miley would play well with one or the other, but not both. Like you know what I mean. Like and then the other two are so far removed in terms of what they do. I'm just like, I don't know. Yes, they're all pop stars. I don't know. Um, I love the big gay energy of this trailer. It is. It's definitely a vibe, and like the. What it honestly kind of felt like, which disappointed me a little bit, is the trailer feels and looks a lot like a Paul Feig action movie. Yeah. Um, it which, feels very, like, spies. Spy. Or or what was the movie with uh, Mila Kunis and, uh, not Kristen Bell, but Mila Kunis and someone else. Oh, oh yeah. And, and, uh, and what's her name? And uh, McKenna uh, from SNL. Uh. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, there was a big spy movie that came yeah, out yeah, where yeah. the I spy who shagged, not the spy who shagged me, but the spy who dumped me. That's what. Yeah, called. yeah, yeah. Um, it does kind of feel like that. It has that kind of energy, which I just think is like, I, I understand it's a pivot away from the first two Charlie's Angels movies, which were like pretty self-serious action movies, like in their own way. Yeah. It was like these women are hot and like that, and then they also are action stars, and it's just like very bare bones. Um, but I don't know. Like, it, it looks fun. Like, I, I'm sure it'll make, A, a bunch of money. I don't know when Elizabeth Banks sleeps. Me neither. She does a lot. She does. She's, like, everywhere. She Go fucking ho- She fucking hosts a game show. I know. Yeah. On top of directing this. On top of starring in lots of things. Insane. Like, yeah. I what wonder, a powerhouse. I wonder what her, like, connection to all of these, like, older properties is. Because she did this, and then she also did she's, Power Rangers. She's got to be, like, under an overall with somebody. She's got to have access to somebody's Probably. huge library. I'm sure. She's she's great. And she, yeah. And again, like, th- this is the kind of thing that feels, like, pretty competently directed. I guess, like, I would be curious to know, like, what a more, a, like, auteurish vision of an Elizabeth Banks movie is. Because I don't think, like, Pitch Perfect or this are really, like... Maybe that is all she wants to do. She just wants to do, like, mid-level, flashy, flirty, flashy, fun. fun blockbusters. Done! In which case, whatever. Like Find your cool. bliss, girl! Yeah, sure. That's fine. Do it! 
Kristen um, Stewart, come on the pod. Kristen Stewart is... Kristen Stewart, if you go back and listen to these episodes, I have been on this train from day one. Mm-hmm. Just saying, I am not a fake fan. If you wanted to come on the pod, this is our new bit, just begging celebrities to come on the pod. This has been a bit probably since the beginning of the It pod, feels think, more lately. Well, yeah, it definitely happens. The other thing I want to point out, too, only because we watched on the last episode the thing with Matt Smith. Yeah. Um, but Matt Smith could be Crispin Glover. And the thing about the Charlie's Angels franchise that is ingrained in my brain forever is, remember, did you ever see the Charlie, the initial Charlie's Angels movies? I think like a long time ago. So there's a movie. So the sequel is called Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, and it has Crispin Glover in it. And Crispin Glover is a guy who smells hair. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, this is an insane... Like, as a superpower? Like... No, there are no superpowers. It's just, like, he is this weird, quirky guy who doesn't say much and, like, is obsessed with hair. Like, he, like, he is pitched to be the bad guy and then turns out is just, like... Weird? Just a weird guy. And he and Drew Barrymore, I think, fall in love, which is also very weird. (laughs) And, not to kink shame, just... Weird. Don't yuck their yum, CJ. I'm not going to, but he will, like, cut off people's hair, and then he'll smell it, and, and he'll, like, do, like, a maniacal kind of, like, like get high laugh thing. I won't do it in this pod because I have neighbors, but, like, you know, it's <laughs> fucking nuts. It's the most insane thing that I've ever seen, and I, and then when we were watching this, all I could think about was that character, and then I was like, oh, Matt Smith could be Crispin Glover in most things, and I was like, we should get him to be the hair-sniffing guy in the reboot. Yeah, I feel it. I really need to watch Charlie's Angels Full Throttle to make sure that I have now adequately described that that's what that character is like. But he just smells hair and he like goes fucking nuts. That's weird. It it is it is as weird as it sounds. Like it sounds pretty fucking weird. And he was like the bad guy, I think, or like he was he he was like a henchman, and then he falls for Drew Barrymore, and Drew Barrymore is like whatever, like we're all sex positive, we're having fun. Make your mom a sad type might seduce your dad type. Kinda, it's. He's the bad guy. Oh, I forgot that Bernie Mac was the initial Bosley. Or in the other one. Yeah. I'm doing the song. What? Bad guy. Bad guy? Billie Eilish. Oh, I don't. What? Yeah, I don't care. It's the big song! I believe it. Have you heard it? I listened to the album a couple times. Like, I don't like listen to the radio, so. I'm the bad guy. I don't know. And then she goes, duh. And then it's like spooky skeletons. It's spooky. The only skeleton songs I know are, are The Bones Are Their Money and Sore the Worms. Bones Are Their Money. <laughs> the I thought we were just making stuff up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy? Billy? Me? Is your name also Billy? No, that's why I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> that's the only good thing that's ever happened. It's good. You uh, should do a mashup of bad guy and the bones are their money someone i saw yesterday finally (laughs) murder by death finally covered that song and i was like how is it taking so goddamn long for a band to cover the bones song fantastic from from, uh, i think you should leave with tim robinson which you should honestly just stop listening to this podcast go watch every episode and then come back yeah he's right you'll understand it literally only takes like an hour to watch all of them it's the best show that's ever happened all right let's jump into uh (laughs) another disney live action reboot my favorite mulan We have excellent news. The matchmaker has found you an auspicious match. It is decided. Come and sit down. It is what is best for our family. Yes. I will bring honor to us all. Quiet. Composed. Graceful. Disciplined. the qualities we see in a good wife. These are the qualities we see in Mulan. It is my duty to fight. 
she's here. Can I tell you about my big gay lesbian moment that, yes. uh, that came? Uh, and this is like not directly related to Mulan, but it is kind of related to Mulan. Mulan debuted during the uh, Women's World Cup that happened now two weeks ago. The trailer. The trailer did. Yes. It, it debuted at like 9 a.m. or whatever for people to watch. So I went and watched the game at a bar. I went to a bar in Los Feliz. I watched the game with a very packed crowd. Like, holy shit, that many people showing up at 8 a.m. to watch women's soccer. Um, Amazing. I cried when Megan Rapinoe scored the goal. It was one of the great, that's my big gay lesbian moment. uh, (laughs) In that she is a big gay lesbian and... She's amazing. Yeah, I literally cannot say that. If her and Kristen Stewart were in the same room, I think that like a black hole would open up. Yeah, I would would pass out. I would pass out. Yeah. I would would pass out knowing that it happened. Yeah. Not even just like being there. Yeah. That is so much energy. It was my favorite sports moment of the decade. I I think. It was my favorite experience watching the game for sure, but it's easily probably one of my... Just like what that goal meant and like the political discourse around that team and like for her to be the one that scores the goal and just like the suspense of her doing it in that way. Like literally the bar went off, like a bomb went off. It was fucking nuts. It was so cool. I like... Yes. uh, Jason Sagas bought us drinks. What? That was a very weird thing. He was standing in front of us and then like for a couple weird complicated reasons, like it was hard to get get drinks to us and and he was like our guardian angel drink person and so he kept being like hey did you guys get your drinks yet and so like and, which was very cool of him he that's such didn't... an la thing yeah and but he was just very cool he was just staying there he was super into the game and then uh and then it took us a long time to get our like second round of drinks and uh and at the very end our friend went to go close out and she was like oh yeah that like jason statham guy like paid for your guys' drinks she was like definitely not jason statham that would be fucking wild and (laughs) and went upstairs and was like hey man thank you so much like that was super cool of you you didn't have to do that he goes yeah i know like whatever like hey you know go women's soccer whatever it was just super cool like he was super cool the whole time it was awesome um, I feel like you sold this to me as a powerhouse lesbian moment so you could tell this story about Jason Sudeikis buying well, you drinks. Well, I'm selling it in so much as when the, <laughs> Mulan, when the Mulan trailer came on, which it did come on and I was in a packed bar, like, it was very surreal. Well, and to say that Jason Sudeikis was very excited. I think he fist pumped. Um, but... The trailer came on and everyone immediately went, like, you could hear, like, this murmur of, like, oh, whoa. And, like, everyone got excited. And yet, like, no one could hear what was happening in the trailer because it's, like, we were in a bar with, like, a thousand people. And so everyone was excited. And then, but when the thing came on at the end, it was, like, people kind of, like, tepidly clapped. But I think everyone was, like, very unsure of what they had just seen. Because, A, it's, you know, 9.30 a.m. You've already been drinking and it's just not the environment for it. Yeah. So the whole time I was like, I get, I get it. Like, it's a big sports spot. I bet Disney spent probably too much money to put it there. Just seems like a weird place to put it. Like, a little cause, bit. Because it's like, I get it. Like, it's... It, Women. There's a connection, sure. You know, people that are watching the Women's World Cup, I'm sure might also be interested in Mulan. But I, I just, I had to wonder how many other people were watching it in a very similar way that I was. Yeah. Like... Places that were crowded or at, like, group things or whatever where it's, like, it's... And you're not expecting it because, like, you're just not. Like, it's not the Super Bowl. Sports events are normally, like, a tougher sell, I think, for movie trailers. That that was just my thought all throughout. And it's cool. Like, the trailer's fine. I don't know. If you're gonna do a live-action reboot of an animated film in 2019, this is how you do it. Okay. That's how I feel. Like... If you're good, like, this feels right for, like, what is the 2019 live-action version of Mulan? You make it super authentic, you get Chinese actors, you make, like, a Chinese film in English. Sure. But it's, like, it... Yes. 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 I don't know if this will be good. I can't say that I'm, like, jumping up and down excited to see this. But as far as live action remakes of animated films go, this is the way to do it that makes sense. The action stuff was super compelling. I feel it's like it's very like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, like, there's. I am living my best wuxia life watching this trailer. It yeah. feels very Chinese. It feels very like drawing a lot from Chinese cinema, and like I really, really dig that. I think that's cool as fuck. I think it's the right way to do it. Whether or not it will pay off or whether or not this movie is good, I don't know. Well, I feel like for me, I don't know. Like, this is my third time watching the trailer. And I feel like by the end of it, 
every time. Obviously, the first time being in that bar where I couldn't hear it. So it was mostly just a visual thing. But the other two times, I just feel like I walked away kind of thinking, like, isn't the... I haven't seen Mulan since I was, like, eight, probably. Like, it's been a while. But isn't the kind of the main narrative there kind of, like, her having to become a man in order to, like fight this battle that she wants to go do and it feels like the end moments of these tra- of the trailer every time I watch it is like A, I don't ever really realize or notice that she, that is a transformational arc within the story. Well, the trailer's the very, not compelled At the very that. end of the animated <coughs> film, she's like out as a woman. Right, 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 right. And that, and that, but that, in the, in the animated movie, I remember, that's like a moment of catharsis. It's like yeah. this big reveal like, oh no, like it was a woman. A woman, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> But I just have to, like, it never feels like that moment in the trailer is earned, if it's even trying to build to that in general. Yeah, you know what I was kind of thinking? As much as I hate the, like, shot-for-shot thing, if you were going to do it, a live-action shot-for-shot remake of that sequence where she goes into the shrine and she, like, cuts her hair and she steals her father's armor. You stole your father's armor and ran away from home. Impersonated a soldier. This is, like, ingrained in my my brain. That that would have been the move. If you're gonna do a live-action shot-for-shot Well, you don't even see her do that in this trailer, No, you don't. You You see her as a soldier. Correct. You know what I kind of think? I think that this is the first trailer that's very centered around the matchmaking of it all. Yeah. And kind of the implication is, like, poised, quiet. These are the qualities that make a good wife, but they're, like, also the qualities that make a good soldier. And it's, like, the same. And so that's kind of, like, what they're going for this trailer i wouldn't be surprised if the next trailer is very like warrior forward and then these two trailers kind of are working in interplay with each other yeah it might i don't know i just feel like or that's i'm like, giving them way too much credit maybe i just feel like every time i'm like i feel like the the thing the the themes and imaging that i remember of mulan and i have to imagine i'm the target demo for this movie yeah as i am for all the other ones that i did not see uh, are like are the are the things where it's like she's made she's made this sacrifice to, to to, to pretend to be a man. Well, and also the stuff with Mushu, who, who I, I assume who is not in, in this. this. Um, but which is you, totally fine. Which is fine. Um, but I don't know. Like, it feels like that's a large thing to kind of sacrifice in the initial marketing for this big splashy thing you're going to like, you know. There know. will be another trailer that makes us go, oh, okay. I hope. That's what I feel is coming. It might. I would hope. I don't know. It's, it's Because remember how, like, the first trailers for The Lion King were like, oh, okay. And then, like, as soon as we actually saw what everything looked like, we were like, oh. Well, I was, in fairness, and I was always kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, like, I just, again, like, I can't stress this enough. I don't give a shit about any of these. Like, why would you not just go I don't the either, and I, like... As much as I talk about them, I have not seen a Disney live action remake, I think, since, like, Cinderella. Right. That's I don't a long think I've seen any of them. I didn't even see Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Didn't see that. Didn't see Cinderella. Didn't I saw see the first. Jungle well, Book. Didn't see. Oh, I did see Jungle Book. You're right. I haven't seen. Yeah. I, I didn't... But Jungle Book, I didn't like. I was like, okay. It doesn't help that, like, the Disney flair of animation. I, I don't know. I, I was. I was. I was uh, right. Well, I was, I was, I, I, I came of age in a moment where I didn't have to care about Disney animation, I think. Like, I was, I was primed to accept Pixar as the thing that I was going to, the as a torchbearer of that side of the animation branch. And then later on, like, all the, you know, and the, and the Studio Ghibli stuff and, like, a bunch, you know, I, I, I was not born in the 80s where the only fucking thing I had was Disney. And so, and I, and I was not indoctrined into a home where that was the only thing that we had. Like, I feel like I knew lots of people in high school, for, for better or worse, mostly worse in my opinion, like, were, the only thing they had to grasp onto was Disney. So I don't care about any of that shit. In terms of movies, I was very, like, Disney in terms of the animated films that I watched. TV animation, I barely watched any Disney stuff. I was very Nickelodeon and very Cartoon Network. Right. You Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think me too. But also I think it's because But Disney. I mean, like, the classic Disney films, like, are what they are. I mean, as much look, as I go on and on and on about Bambi, like, I've been watching Bambi since I was, like, two years old. Look, I saw all of those movies. Like, yeah. I saw them when I was of that age. I just think I also was like, well, whatever. Like, I'd rather watch Toy Story. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I just, I think, like, because I knew there were other alternatives, I just existed yeah. and said, cool. Like, I like Lion King a lot. But, like, I, I don't sit there and go, 
yeah, I, I really need to watch this again. Because I would just watch the animated one if I actually cared that much. And I I'm not an anti-kids movie. Like, that's not mm-hmm. I, that's not where my stance comes from. And I don't think the Disney, the classic Disney animated films are kids' movies. I think they're just animated films. Right, no, yeah. I, I, especially, I think, like, as the... As the Mm-hmm. As they honed their stuff yeah. more. Like, I think especially the 90s stuff is very, like, okay, we're just making these movies. Because mm-hmm. at that point, it was, like, the people that they were demoing for were not just kids, but also people who had then grown up with, like, Alice in Wonderland and Bambi and things that were much older. Yeah. So it's, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, you can get into the whole, like, how the Disney Renaissance happened and how they went yes. from doing, like, the Great Mouse Detective and the Black Cauldron and, like... You know, to, like, The Little Mermaid and Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Right. But, like, that's a whole... That's a separate podcast. But it's, like... I don't know. I... I think Mulan is a very good entry in that canon. I, I just so. also I mean, don't know Mulan if I need to Mulan is one of the ones that I would say makes sense to have a live action remake of. I, th- I think it makes more sense than most of them. Also, because I do think that, like, in the discourse, I think that movie probably fades into, like, the 90s purview more than, like, other animated Disney movies. I don't know if Mulan is officially part of the Renaissance or not. I think it's, it's like, one of the last ones. It's, like, towards the end. 99, I think, is the year. Yeah. But I think, like, I remember Mulan coming out. I think I saw it in theaters. Like, I remember the movie coming out. But I do think that, like, if you look at the larger Disney whole, it probably gets way less shine than most of the other things that came out. I was Mulan for Halloween as a kid. Interesting. The 90s were a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't like, you know, I just wore her little outfit. That yeah, she yeah, wears, I yeah, yeah. Be long. I actually, it was kind of like a big formative moment for me because I remember when I went to Costume Castle or whatever to get my Halloween costume, yeah, yeah. they were like, do you want like Princess Mulan or do you want like Warrior Mulan? And I remember as a kid being like, I'm making a very important decision. And I was Princess Mulan. Oh. <laughs> so you still went the other way. I did, I did, yeah, I fair did. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it looks fine. But I was also, there's also a very funny picture of me on Halloween around the same time where, like, all my gal friends are dressed as princesses and shit, and I'm a T-Rex. Okay. So, there's, you know, I'm just a kid doing the kid. I like Mulan. Levels to this shit, you know? There's levels to this shit, you know? All right. But yeah, this was me. I'm, I am reserving judgment at this point. I sure. think this is a good idea and i think this trailer speaks to a good impulse i am withholding judgment until i see more trailers i do think that they very easily could have done the aladdin thing which is like go the whole trailer and at the very end reveal there's a talking dragon oh god which would have been very annoying it would have um i don't know i i literally do not know i am like at a perfect five out of ten right now yeah i'm like "Mm." I'm I'm interested to see though this again. I like this impulse a lot. Yes, I do think it's kind of funny too, and this can be the 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 last point. But like, I I feel like it's interesting that like you brought up like Cinderella, and it's like kind of forgot it even happened. And I do feel like that's the running Cinderella is the only good one. But I feel like it's the running theme throughout all of these is like. You know, in two years, while I think about Jungle Book the same way that I think about Cinderella, which is a... Oh, that's right. They did remake that, huh? Because it just feels like the lasting... As it's meant to be, They these are cash grabs. And it's just yeah. like, what is the lasting cultural impact of remaking something that already is, in its own way, a weird, perfect thing? Because IP is a safe that's, bet. I know, I know. Makes it's me exa- sad. It's exhausting. Tell cool stories. Or... Where, this is literally never going to happen. I will eat my hat if this happens. Where is my insane, high-budget, live-action, action-adventure trilogy about Atlantis? Where is it? It would be so dope. Because it has, like, CJ's getting a beer. (laughs) It has, like, it has a diverse cast. It has, like, a rich Was that Disney? Yes. Oh. It has a rich world. It's like themes of colonialism and like different cultures and kind of like, you know, like kind of what are the ethics of this like American impulse that we have to get in everybody else's shit? Why can't we just leave them alone? And it feels so timely. And I'm so sad that this isn't what they're targeting with like the live action. Here's what I'll say. Thing. I feel like I bring this up every time we have this conversation. Here's what I'll say. And this is something that I put a lot of thought into in that I just came up with it. And I'm now (laughs) going to ride forever and maybe tweet about it extensively. If we're going to live action remake things that already existed in other capacities, 
the only acceptable way to do that, and the and I mean this wholeheartedly, and I mean this for anything you're trying to remake, anything you're trying to adapt from animated to live action, anything, is the Muppets. It's the only <laughs> way that it works. When you take the old school Treasure Island and then you update it to have Muppets in it, it's ten times better than the thing you had before. Because the Muppets are like the salt and pepper of cinema. Now they I, just make everything better. Now, I love Beyonce. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I find her self-titled record to be one of the 50 best albums of this decade. And yet, if it was played instead by Gonzo, yeah, you're for sure going to watch Nala be Gonzo. And it would be <laughs> fucking dope. And I don't have that much more I can say about it. This other is than, my favorite take you've ever had, and I agree with you 100%. I'm just saying. I'm so bummed that Muppet Oscars didn't happen. Muppet Oscars was a great idea. And... I yes, I don't it know. It would why. have been a great idea. And it would have subverted the non-host thing, because it still wouldn't be like there's a true host. It would you have would subverted just let the, the non-host thing. thing do the, it. the Muppets are apolitical mm. and they are not self-serious and everybody likes them. Everyone likes them. And, and the yet, whole no. bit, the whole bit could have been that the Muppets have been trying to host the Oscars for years. Yes. And and they're at the very bottom of the list. And this was the only year that literally everyone canceled. So they had to ask the Muppets. The in-between sketches would be tremendous. They would be so good. Fucking do it. In fact, genuinely, I'm not sure why it is that it couldn't have been a, a Muppet and then also a celebrity do every single introduction. It would have been. That's what the Muppets are. That would have been are. so good. The it Muppets. Would have been, Here's like, Kermit and then also Chris Evans to present best visual effects fucking and you would have been amazing. like yes and then every, oh my god here's the funny thing though is I feel like <laughs> everyone fucking agrees that the Muppets are dope and yet every time they try and do Muppets stuff it kind of just lands with a whatever and all I, the new I'm, Muppets movies have been great and they make like good money but not like great money but then they like did the ABC adult show and then like that went away right away because it was like ah oh, this is weird like I, I don't, don't think I need well because here's the thing I do love the Muppets I don't know if I need to think about Kermit's dick hmm See, I'm obsessed with it. Are um, you obsessed with Kermit's thing? Or as Kermit's, I am with all celebrity dicks. Kermit's, Kermit also. That's true. Well, yes. but does Kermit have a dick? Kermit has a cloaca. Because he's a frog. Is that what it, that's... Uh, what did you say? A cloaca. Is that what... That's a clo- like, Do you not know what a cloaca is? No. The cloaca is the most efficient of orifices because it's an anus, a urethra, and a vagina. Really? Is that a... That's what birds have. Well, he's not. He's an amphibian, though. Amphibians also have also it. have it. Oh wow, yep. that's crazy! I've never heard that word before. I don't think you you don't know. Oh, the clo- Stephen's gonna listen to this and fucking roll his eyes so hard. The cloaca is my favorite orifice. Uh, Rob Simonson's listening right now. So disappointed. But uh, <laughs> no, that's that's true. Your dad's a reptile boy. Yeah, he's less an amphibian boy, but he. Uh, but I'm sure he is aware. I um, think a lot of reptiles have cloacas as well. Uh, maybe. If, I mean, rep- most reptiles are uh, lay eggs, so I don't know the degree to yeah, which the that, that their genitalia Like change. birds. Sure. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Here, let's ask, let's ask Siri. Hey, Siri. Do frogs have cloacas? Okay, I found this on the web for do frogs have cloacas. Check it out. Check it out. Do both males and female frogs have cloacas? This is a great discussion of Mulan, by the way. we spiraled a little bit um in fish birds and amphibians the cloaca also known as the vent serves as the exit cavity for the excretory urinary and reproductive systems male and female frogs both have cloacas with their respective reproductive tracts used as the vehicle for the passage of sperm and eggs so kermit does not have a dick that's the whole jurassic park thing right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that they only use female frogs but it turns out it doesn't really matter they because they can flip yes Anyway, Kermit does not have a dick. Mulan looks fine. I'm just saying Mulan, where it was like Fozzie Bear, would be way better. I agree. Whatever. It's the fun. Muppets. Oh, CJ, I wish you hadn't put this in my head because now I'm just going to be disappointed by every movie I watch for the rest of my life. Yeah, probably. Except for the Muppet ones. Except for, let's jump into the rapid fire, Maleficent, which Ugh. just seems like it's bonkers and would not be better with Muppets, but what do I know? I don't even know what is happening with this anymore. <sighs> I, I wrote I wrote down more on this one than I've written down on most movies in a while. I kind of watched the first one. I don't remember what the relationship between Maleficent and Aurora is supposed to be. Don't didn't watch it. Don't even remember. Maleficent is from Beauty and the Beast, right? Or not no. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Sleeping S- Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I was thinking in my mind, but I missed it. Um, <laughs> so in Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Here here's the recap. Yeah, get, lay it on me. So Sleeping Beauty. 
new princess is born. Her name is Aurora. She's going to be yes. the new beautiful princess. Correct. The king and the queen throw a huge celebration all right. over town. They're going to bring everybody. And three fairies named Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether come and they give blessings to the new baby girl. Great. Maleficent shows up and she's like, why the fuck didn't I get invited to your baby shower? Uh, on her 16th birthday, she's gonna prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel and fucking die. Bye! So then the three fairies take Aurora into the woods, rename her Briar Rose to hide her. And then eventually they bring her back to the kingdom and she pricks her finger on the spinning wheel, but then True Love's Kiss... Yeah. Saves her because... And then she turns into a dragon. It's the whole thing. Maleficent turns into a dragon. The prince has to find her. Sleeping Beauty, as long as we're in Disney Corner, is kind of the first Disney movie to really give the prince his own personality and character. Because Sleeping Beauty, as a film, is much more about Prince Philip than it is about Aurora. He has much more agency and is doing a lot of stuff compared to Snow White and Cinderella, where the princes were just kind of there. They didn't even have names. And if we know anything, it's that more white men need stories. So this is great. But you know, it, it brings us to it brings us to something like Tangled, where we're seeing a much more balanced relationship sure, and more more fruitful relationships being put on screen. Anyway, so, so that's and what the, Disney Quarter. That's what Sleeping Beauty is about. But that's what is that what Maleficent is about? Maleficent the first one? is a prequel, which is about how Maleficent was a good fairy, but then there's like a rape allegory and she becomes a bad fairy. Got it. Okay. She used to have wings and then a man quote unquote steals her wings and it's a scene where like they kind of spend the night together and then she wakes up and her wings are gone. Like they've been cut off of her body. It's it's a very direct allegory. It's a very direct allegory and she's like screaming and crying and it's very upsetting and I'm like what the fuck is this coming from? Uh, it is yikes. extremely strange. So okay. I have no idea where this sequel fits in the canon of that. I am so confused. So this is called is Maleficent like, Mistress of Evil. So is she like Aurora's mom? Is Aurora like her love child with this dude I mean, the these first were, movie? These were questions that I was going to ask you. I literally do not know. I wish I knew. Because she seems like she has some kind of like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I, cannot tell you what this movie is I'm going to take a sip of beer for all this. <laughs> I might, like, go hit my vape. <laughs> okay, here's my biggest question. I just assumed that she was evil to the degree that she existed in this other kind of world, and then, like, it, like here she's going and she's talking to, like, uh, fucking, what's her name? Michelle Pfeiffer's character, who the I queen? believe is the mom or the queen. Who and, maybe is not the real But she seems mom. to take a lot of authority over Aurora's, like, world in ways where well, I was like... In, in the first one, Maleficent is, like, present throughout... Her life. Aurora's life, like, her young life, and is trying to tell her, like... And is Michelle Pfeiffer not? Is Michelle Pfeiffer in the first one? I don't know. Okay. I don't... I'm so confused by this. Uh, and then at the end, like... There are Kirkland, more Maleficent. Kirkland brand Jason Momoa yes. shows up to be like, you've been caring for a human girl. Let's start for you to care for your own kind. And there's like a bunch of hot people with wings. And I am so lost. Yeah, the like, teaser I literally here is that there are, more, there are more Maleficents in the world. But there are... Uh, she's a fairy? But then these are also fallen fairies? Is that what I'm, I'm expecting? Well, she wasn't fallen before. I don't remember. I'm so confused. This seems like it has a very big budget. Did the first one make that much money? I think so. Really? I do have a Maleficent notebook that I got for free from my movie theater Oh job. my god. <laughs> Me and my best friends, Callan and Christina, all have matching Maleficent notebooks because we used to just steal all the free swag from our movie theater shop. <laughs> and I make my grocery list in my Maleficent notebook. <laughs> I wrote down, is she a good guy? Because I think that was yes. the only thing I could think about the entire trailer is that, like, I feel like I was conditioned through playing mostly Kingdom Hearts and the one time I probably saw Sleeping Beauty to believe that this is a bad character that we are not supposed to fuck with, and yet she is the she's center. She's a good guy. She is a good guy. Yes, she's a good guy in the first... She's, like, an anti-hero. She's, like, conflicted. Okay. Because it's, like... It's more like, I understand why you're doing the things that you're doing, which are bad, but I get it. 
because you were not, maybe assaulted pretty much, but not really like in a fantasy way. But why am I seeing this? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is exhausting. And I feel real bad for Elle Fanning, who's getting this while her sister's getting the new Tarantino movie. I uh, just, you know, I, I, you know. You gotta, a, you gotta go Dakota, man. You Dakota. Gotta get a, you gotta get a better agent. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I mean, she's gonna make fucking buckets of money on this. These movies make bank. I don't. I don't know why. It's a mess. Like, why? Oh, the other thing I wrote down: Why does Angelina Jolie do these? Is it because she has kids? She feels like indebted to do it. Is it because of this apparent rape allegory that she also probably finds some kind of like satisfaction in bringing to a more mainstream audience? I don't know. Uh, she she has directed movies. Like she, yes. she, she she is what is technically I would suppose considered a a respected industry figure. Yeah. Even though I don't think she's really done anything that's very good ever. But she like, directed like a, a really big, didn't she have a big directing thing not that long ago? She's directed a few things. It was like a true story While, thing. While, uh, Heart, something Heart. Uh, give me a moment and I will look. But yeah, I, I mean, if you were hoping for me to explain this to you, you are SOL, my friend. Well, I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like, I, I felt like, I felt like dizzied and exhausted the entire time I watched the trailer. Me too. There are a thousand things. We should mention too, we watched the second trailer. There is a first trailer. We didn't end up getting to it in the last slate because like I just didn't know what, what we would talk about. But then it seemed like it was too big to not talk this about. This is so bananas. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck is happening. I honestly think we can move on. Okay. Give me one second though because she has directed... Uh, I remember what it was called. It was about a... It was like a true story about a man a place in time she directed no. she directed in the land of blood and honey no she directed unbroken unbroken that was it she directed by the sea which was the weird like basically like uh like kind of tale of her and brad pitt breaking up as they were breaking up very strange she directed a movie called the first they killed my father i don't know man unbroken was the one i was thinking of that was like her Capital big, capital a, D directing debut. She gets to be a, in a Marvel movie. That's exciting, right? I don't know, man. I don't want to fucking talk about this anymore. Okay, fine. Let's move it's on. It's so dumb. Let's jump into Britney runs a marathon. I like this. This is fine. This is kind of meeting me where I'm at. We should mention former uh, guest of the pod Aya uh, was at Sundance and reviewed this. It's up on the site. Did you she like check it? Check it out. Yeah, she liked it. Said it was very good. Said uh, yeah, Julian Bell gives a very good performance. This is a fun story that I like in terms of just kind of like being a chunky but funky gal and trying to turn your life around not because you just like I like that it's not so much like I am losing weight because I want to just be a hot girl it's more like I want to do something that is hard Yes, it's very, I'm in my mid-30s life crisis. Yeah. That I think is, like, Which becoming I like more and more because, theme. Because a lot of these, like, you know, female forward weight loss transformation movies are very, like, wow, look how hot you could have been this whole time, which is so fucking gross. Yeah. And I don't get that vibe from this, which is something that I like. No, yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, the, the quick overview... Although I don't know who's wa who's listening to this podcast not having watched the trailers beforehand. I put them in the description. You can watch them if you'd like. But um, anyway. If I were a listener of this podcast, I would listen to the podcast and then decide which trailers I wanted to watch based on what we said. Fair enough. Then, so she is like kind of this like just, you know, New York City 30-something yeah. mess. She can't get a job. She's out every night partying. Her, That's her life. She's at the doctor basically trying to get Adderall. <laughs> and the doctor's like, I'm definitely not giving that to you. I can see through your lies. But you should try and lose the 55 pounds. Which is like kind of an insane amount of weight to be asked to lose, for the record. Yeah. Um, I don't think normally doctors are like, here's this insane girl. And she actually, what's, what's her line? She says something like, that's like a medium-sized dog. You're asking me She's to lose like a, a medium, Siberian husky. A Siberian husky. You're asking me to pull a Siberian husky Off out of me. my body. Yeah. Which is a very funny line. But that, it is, that is a lot of weight. But anyway, so she just... The, the, the movie is, is less, though, like, I need to lose this weight because of, like, a health thing or because I want to be hot. It's like, I just need to do something with my life. Which yeah. I think is, like... Which I, is how a lot of us kind of are going about our... We're, me and you are both kind of on a little fitness journey right now. Sure, absolutely. I, did we both stop going to the gym about three weeks ago? No, no, no. No, I, I went this week. Uh, this I haven't been in a while. I've, I keep saying, like, after Comic-Con, I'm going to, like, get this whole thing back on track. I'll probably go every day next week. But it's just kind of, it's always a time thing, right? Yeah. So it's like, however much time I have, unfortunately. But, um, but yeah. It's, it's just, like, I've, I want to do something hard. 
Right, yeah. Rather than, like, you know, the biggest loser. Like, wow, look at you. It's like you lost so much weight and now we respect you. But she does, there is a moment in here where she talks about, like, people don't hold doors for me. And, like, that's a real, that's a real thing. And so it is kind of getting into those issues of weight, but without, like, being completely about that. I think it would be inappropriate to make a movie with this premise and not at least acknowledge that, even if that's not yeah. the actual like yeah. It's part of it though, and I and I think that it is right to be part of it without being all of it. Yeah, I think that's good. I I, I get Amazon. If this was their biggest purchase at Sundance, they bought oh. it for fourteen million dollars. Woo, baby! It'll it might have been more the, than that. I would well, unless they just toss it up on their on their. They won't. Streaming site. I don't think they would. Amazon's pretty good about giving theatrical distribution. But, um... Peter, yeah. why did you let our children die in the fire, Peter? True. We're back. We're back. Manchester by the fart. <laughs> That's the most... Do you remember this? Friend... Did, you, did you say by the fart? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Friend, friend of the pod, um, Noah Marger, had a, mm. had a tweet, like, a couple years ago where he just, like, wrote... Manchester by the fart on a piece of paper took a picture of it and tweeted it and it's like been our favorite thing for years it is transcendent that's very funny um this looks good okay cool yeah I'll watch it cool uh last thing we should discuss is after the wedding another Sundance thing actually Mm. yeah I thought this was um what's her Great Gatsby. Oh, uh... Lady. Yes. Case, uh, Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan in education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is right. not. It is not. No, this is Michelle Williams. Really looks like Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, rocking the, the, the very short blonde hair. Yeah. Cut. Yeah. Uh, but love Michelle Williams. Uh, I'll watch Blue Valentine and cry anytime. Oh, yeah. Um, she is a, a doctor... Or someone. She owns an orphanage. She owns in India. Or yeah, some kind of organization. And she seems like she's a good white person who like actually lives there with them and helps them and gets them the things that they need. Comes to the U.S. looking to get a big grant from Julianne Moore. Then Julianne Moore is like ageless in her own way, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Looks great. And then. Julianne Moore is like, sorry, I'm so distracted. I'm planning my daughter's wedding. And then goes You should to come the... to the wedding, which is also, by the way, an insane thing for anyone to say. If I was her daughter, I'd be so pissed. But if you're also Julianne Moore and apparently just have $20 million to drop the hat on an Indian orphanage, then I guess, like, whatever. Like, That's you can true. probably afford to just invite rando strangers to the daughter's wedding you're probably paying for. I'd be mad. I would be mad as well. But anyway, so Michelle Williams shows up to the wedding and then goes, that's Billy Crudup. And then... Apparently is has he a, the groom? No, he's he's Julianne Moore's husband. Ah. And so he, like, is in the whole thing. They know each other somehow. Yeah, somehow. And he's like, I said I would call you. And she's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. And I'm like, what is happening? And then the trailer's like, secrets. And I'm like, is it a secret even from me watching this trailer? Well, it's weird because like the, what's one, the, one of the pull quotes is like there are so many twists that I stopped even trying to guess or something. He, or like he that. was like, I caught myself holding my breath. That's what it from is from Variety. Yeah, which is like, which I kind of was like, how many more twists can there be beyond like, oh, they're in a relationship, or they used to be, I, you know, like okay, this is cool. a bad trailer. I think it's a bad trailer for what would probably be a semi-compelling movie. Yeah, this yeah. feels like a bad trailer for a good movie. Also feels like a movie that if it stretched anywhere beyond an hour 40, I would be immensely bored. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean... We never saw that movie with Hannah Hathaway throwing her husband off a boat. Oh, I have been now told by so many people to watch that movie. Really? But, yeah, Serenity. I hear it's fucking nuts. Oh, we should watch it. I hear it's very bad nuts. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. We, we should watch it. Let's do it. Soon. Um... It is supposed to be genuinely insane. They just did on how this get made. That's how insane it is. So, oh, really? Yeah. So I'm oh, excited. fantastic. Yes. Oh, I, I really hear it's like very it. bad and very weird. I also have another really bad movie that I want to watch. It's called Old Dogs. Have you ever heard of this movie? Old Dogs with John Travolta? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen Old Dogs. Oh, have you? Yeah, the biker movie with Martin <laughs> yeah. Lawrence and Tim with, Allen. And Robin Williams. And Rob- oh, wait. Oh, different movie. I'm thinking of Pigs. Uh... Dogs, not pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, Old Dogs, Dogs is, is about Robin Williams and John Travolta, who Robin Williams knocked up a lady and she had twins and now she has to like, she's an environmentalist and she has to go to jail for three weeks 
And so she's like, you need to watch these twins. Also, by the way, you're their father. Yes, I and do so know that movie. And then it's Robin Williams and John Travolta just having to watch these kids. And it's like, and they were talking about it on page seven, which is another podcast that I really like. And I want to watch it so bad because it sounds awful. I have seen that movie. That John movie, Travolta's real daughter is yeah, one of the daughters. That movie is very bad. I was thinking of Wild Hogs, oh! which is a different John Travolta vehicle that stars Tim Allen and uh, and Bill Macy and yeah. fucking someone and uh, Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also very bad. I've, I've been watching too many good movies lately. I need to get my bad movie quota in. What Pat- is patently false? <laughs> what is this? What is the Slender Man of this year? Uh, might be after the wedding. I have no idea. It might be. We don't know. We yeah. literally don't know because this trailer is so bad. Yeah, it's not good. Not good. But the movie, I feel like, could be cool. I all those actors I like. I was saying I can't believe it's funny because they do the like. Academy Award nominee, Academy Award winner, and then they just go Billy Crudup. And yeah, I was right? Like, oh, I it's feel so really funny. bad. They did, we talked about this on our podcast last week, but yeah. like the same thing with Loose, where yes. it's like Academy Award nominee Nicole Kid- Academy Award winner Nicole Kidman, Academy Award winner Octavia. Naomi Watts. Don't you dare Naomi, do that. Sorry, her. Naomi Watts. Yeah, One yeah. of them. Academy Award winner Naomi Watts. Academy Award nominee or Octavia Spencer. Did she win or did she? Anyway. Octavia Spencer won. Oscars. Naomi Watts, Oscars, yeah. Octavia Spencer. And then whoever the guy is. Some dude, yeah. Oscars, the other guy. It's like, it's like don't do not do it at all. Like, don't I feel do like it if at you, all. It's not the sell point. Like, or how about and introducing? Yeah, that's good. Well, but then it's like, kind of, what if he's not being introduced, you know? I well, know. then you're really just making him look bad. Here are my two thoughts. Billy Crudup should have been nominated for Almost Famous. He's excellent in there. His Golden God speech on the house is one of the best things ever. And then also, 20th Century Women is one of the three best movies of this decade. And the, and he could have gotten nominated for that, too. He's very good. Maybe so. this will be his moment. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> it would have to be a very weak acting pool for, I feel like, our guy Billy Crudup together. I think it's already a stronger acting pool than it would have to be. Than yeah, I'd hope so. Anyway, all that's right. all I got. What do you got coming up? Nothing that I haven't already talked about for the last two weeks in a row. But. Uh, that's not true. I uh, I have interviewed, by the time you listen to this, and hopefully it'll be up on the pod, the winner of the first episode of Holy Moly Yeah! Holly Fine! Holly Fine. Holly fucking Fine. So I will be... Fantastic. Holy Moly sincerely rules. I wrote, yeah. a, I wrote a blurb about it in a roundup that will have been published a couple weeks ago by this point, but um, I happen to have a connection to Holly and... Spoiler alert, she won the first episode, and I'm so excited for you to talk to her. Yeah, it'll be what I would imagine to be hopefully a semi-compelling discussion about a... An extreme mini-golf competition. Yeah, a a very weird... uh, This is is what I like about summer, is you just throw shit out of the wall and see what sticks. Well, one of the challenges that she had to do was, like, it's, it's just, like, a super easy, I think, like what like a 30 foot like putt or yes. something like that and Kenny G and but it's like a distraction and something's gonna come out that's really distracting and it's just Kenny G having the time of his life just like riffing so episode 2 they have a drill sergeant come out for that part that's and so much like, less fun I was like the drill sergeant is very I think it was like a Rob Rebel connection because of the military or whatever oh. but I was like I, I just you know what they should do is get like the fucking magic mic guys and shit do go like just go for it sure. or like find out whoever that person's favorite celebrity is and get that person to but like it has come to work out. for both because they do it for both like that's, true. that's why i feel like she had the harder time putting because she's the first person to putt when kenny g's up yeah the other person it's like their second like they already know kenny they knew g's what there. was coming you know it's like unless she didn't yeah but i think she did but anyway holly come on the pod yeah holly come on the pod why not uh, i'll yes i'll invite her holy um, moly Holy That's moly, fun. I got that. Shark uh, Week still coming. Very excited. If you're listening More to Rob Riggle content. If you're listening to this, I have been from Comic-Con and I'm hopefully still alive and have not been carted away due to heat exhaustion, dehydration, or alcohol poisoning. All three. That's or the, being trampled whole, or run over by a bird scooter, which is what happened to me last year. The Holy Trinity. Um, How about you, CJ? I don't know. I'm you don't know? To think. Uh, there's probably a lot of stuff. Uh, we're kind of at like a downtick. There are like no albums that come out for like basically all of July or early August. Did I? Oh, last night as we're recording this, I finally listened to A Thousand Gick. Oh, wow. <laughs> How do you feel about it? I honestly liked it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's, I feel like the surprise in people's voice now is what exists around the Thousand Gek record. But It's cool. Like I felt like I got it, which I didn't expect. It is a very out there experience. That 
it's a very like specific like I was a total like anime DDR like weirdo growing up. So like the sound of this music is something that I understand and is familiar to me. The post internet tag I think is the most compelling thing to me. Post that, like... music and post everything is what Thomas was calling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think it's it is interesting. It's uh It's fun. It's also short. So like I mean, fuck! I'll spend twenty three minutes on almost anything. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're compelled by that or any other record, um, we put out a best albums you might have missed uh, list that has that features that. If you listen to a thousand Gek and at sad underscore dad on Twitter, he will retweet you. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are good records on there too. Uh, Sienna tossed in a record. I I wrote about the album. Whoa, 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 whoa! You don't you don't want to imply that a thousand Gek isn't a good record. No, it's, yeah, it's on our list. So you said, good. well, there are good records on there, too. I mean, like, the, other than that one. Like, yes, they're, correct. They're, okay, they're just, make it, just make it sure. There are I'm multiple not, records I'm on the list. I'm not trying to get kicked off our podcast network, okay? Well, I'm music editor, so I'll say what I want about the <laughs> but, uh, No, it's it's good. It's an interesting listen. But yeah, I wrote about the Ali and AJ EP that's up there. Ali um, and AJ still doing music? It's a very good EP. Is it really? That's yeah, amazing. I'm not bullshitting you. It's, That's uh, awesome. That makes yeah. me really happy. Yes. I think it's Thomas and I's favorite EP of this year. Hell yeah. Um, That's anyway, awesome. so yeah, you can go check that out. That's a, a little bit old, but the music's still very good. So worth a, worth a read and good people uh, com- contributed to that. So Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, donate on Patreon. Follow oh, us yeah. on social. Do Patreon. www.patreon.com slash MGRM. I don't think it's been announced yet, but there is a fun, exciting There'll funding thing. Coming up yeah. soon, as you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, you should follow us on our socials, at Trailer Trash Pod on Instagram, at T Trash Pod on Twitter. And follow MGRM Mag on Twitter, too. Yeah. We, we should have more followers. Is it MGRM Mag? MGR Mag, I think is what it is. MGR Mag at Twitter. Yeah. But we, have you a, can we have a good social media presence. The social media on our website is pretty popping, considering that we're such a small operation. Yeah, yeah. We got there is something up on the site every day of the week. I can promise you that. It's true. It's pretty. Crazy. We work really hard. So go do all those things, and yeah, and do uh, put the Muppets in more movies. I, that's all. I, that's the only other tag I have. Just, <laughs> just do that. Do it. Even if you're like, don't think my movie's working out. Pivot. pivot. That's all I can say. Pivot. Excellent. All right, man. Pivot! Pivot! You can pivot! Great sequence. I don't remember any of the lines from the episode. But all right. Thanks. Okay. Bye! Bye. <laughs>